Well, hello everybody, and welcome to episode 7 of Nath's Pod. It's a lovely, clear evening, a little bit chilly, but there are lots of Christmas lights around, and the festive season is really beginning to get into full swing. It's been a great week. At the weekend, we went and saw Father Christmas with the kiddos, and that was a lot of fun. And they went and saw Frozen, the new Frozen movie, Frozen 2, which was brilliant, apparently. I didn't go, so but I'm reliably informed that was good. And so it's really starting to feel Christmassy. It's a really great time of year, really enjoy it. So, hope you're having a good one as well. Um, and tonight, what are we going to talk about? Well, I thought I'd talk about something that's um, helped me in reading the Bible um, more recently. Uh, it's something that I, that's from a book called Cross Vision by Greg Boyd. Uh, he's a pastor and theologian in America. Um, but it's really helped me in uh, what do you do with some of the difficult passages. Uh, it's not the complete answer, I don't think, as to what you do with them, but um, it's helped me, and it's helped me uh, be more free in my reading, I suppose. So uh, we're going to give that a go. Um, and I think this is important because we get uh, we read some of, particularly the Old Testament stories, and they are some of them are really tricky and not terribly nice <laughs> parts of them. And uh, sometimes you just don't know what to do with them, right? You kind of have this lovely Jesus figure, and then you get this God telling people to kill people and do all of you know, commit genocide and destroy everything and leave nothing living and all of those kind of things. And it's like, well, so so what do we do here? So hopefully this will help. Um, like I said, it's not, it's not the... I don't think it's the full answer. I don't know if we'll ever get the full answer, but it's something that's helped me. So, so we begin with with saying this, that Bill Johnson says this, that Jesus is perfect theology. So, um, Jesus is the perfect image um, of God, of what God or what love is. Uh, and so something like, um, in Colossians chapter 1, it's talking about Jesus, and in verse 15 it says, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. So our first stop here is that Jesus is the image of God, that he is the revelation of God, the most perfect revelation of who, of what God is like, who he is, how he acts, how he speaks, how he moves in this world. That is Jesus. Okay? Um, he's not, and it's not like he's just, he's, he's not just another revelation among many other revelations. He is the ultimate revelation of God. So that's where we, um, we start with this. We start with Jesus. And I think any time we're able to put Jesus front and center in anything we do is probably a good thing. 
actually, because becoming more like him is what I would love to do and what I'd, you know, I think that would just make me a better person <laughs> or it would help me discover how good I already am, get rid of some of the lies I believe maybe about myself, maybe change the story I'm telling about myself. That would be, that would be great. So the first thing is Jesus is the image of God. The second thing is that although uh, Jesus is is the perfect image of God, the absolute um, pinnacle and the reason he came to this earth was to be crucified on the cross. So in this perfect image of God, the absolute pinnacle and ultimate revelation of who he is is found in Jesus on the cross. And Paul talks about this in places like 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, 23 and 24. He says, But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So Paul says, well, it's not it's not just Christ. Yes, it is Jesus. It is what he has done. But it is it is Jesus on the cross is the absolute, ultimate, perfect picture of who God is. This self-giving, um, loving, uh, always one of the best, other-centered, self-emptying love um, that he would come down and that he would die for us. And because you get things like in John 15, um, it talks about greater love has no man than this, than someone laid down his life for his friends. So the greatest thing and the ultimate picture of God is God himself giving his life, dying on a cross for us, which sounds absolutely mad. In that time and in those places, a God was the one who you just kept happy, you made sure um, you sacrificed the right things and you hoped that he would just not be angry with you. The best you could hope for is that almost they would leave you alone. <laughs> and yet here we have a God who wants to be who wants to be with us and be involved with us to the point where he says, you know what, I will give my life for you. This is how much I love. This is how much I want to be with you. And that's incredible. That's a huge thing at that time. So when he talks about it's folly, um, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles, it's just something people couldn't get their heads around. And I, I mean, even I struggle to get my head around the fact that we killed God. God became so vulnerable that we could kill him. That it's absolutely incredible. And yet this is the God we're talking about. And so Jesus is the perfect image, but this him on the cross is the ultimate image. Okay, so we've got, he is the perfect image, the cross is the ultimate image of what God is like. And then we remember things like that um, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, and in other places it talks about how he was, um, he was there at the beginning of the creation of the world, and... Uh, and before that even, and he will be there at the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega and all of those things. And So he's been the same 
all the way through. So that's all the way through from the beginning of time all the way through to the, well, all the way through eternity. That is what God is like. God is like Jesus on the cross. That's what it looks like. And that is amazing, right? That he has always been like that. So he is, God is, Jesus is the perfect image of God. The cross is the ultimate image of who God is. And he has been like that from the beginning of time. So that's where we go. And then we step into other things like the fact that God is love. In 1 John 4, talks about anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love and of course the famous verse greater love has no one than this than this sorry start that again greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends and that's in John 15 as we said earlier so God is a God who is giving loving um, wants the best for you he is for you he is good he is always there and he has been like that all the way through he is love and according to Paul love is this it is patient and kind it does not envy or boast it's not arrogant or rude it does not insist on its own way It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So here we are building up this picture of who God is. Right? Jesus is the perfect image. Him on the cross is the ultimate image of who God is. God is love, and we know he is love because he laid down his life for us, who he calls friends. And then we have that list from Paul about what love is, patient, kind, doesn't boast, isn't rude, doesn't insist on its own way, it rejoices with the truth, it bears all, believes all, hopes all, and endures all things. Okay, so we have this picture of God, and then... You come to some of these these pictures of him in the Old Testament where he is harsh and the prophets are harsh. And you think, well, how do, how do these two things marry up? How do, we, how do we get these together and what do I do with this? Is God a schizophrenic or is he actually the same yesterday, today and forever? But if we keep reading after that, what love is what Paul says love is Uh, so this is 1 Corinthians 13 8-10 it says this love never ends as for prophecies they will pass away as for tongues they will cease as for knowledge it will pass away for we know in part and we prophesy in part but when the perfect comes the partial will pass away. Now, what we, what I'm saying here is, <laughs> the, 
that if we believe that Jesus is the ultimate image, the perfect image of who God is, then we have to believe that something else is going on in the passages um, in the Old Testament, those violent ones, or those ones that we really struggle with. We have to believe that there is something else going on there. And so we have to begin to interpret them in a different way. We have to begin to interpret them uh, through Jesus. You know, he, he says to his disciples that all scripture points to me. So we have to find a way of saying, okay, well, Jesus is the standard by which I measure everything of this. He is the, he is the, the like the glasses I look through for the rest of this. And what I have to do is find him in every situation find how this points to him now that isn't always easy but i think if we can come to the bible with that always in our minds that jesus is the ultimate revelation then it will force us to begin to interpret the bible in a way that um, glorifies god and glorifies jesus you know, on the road to Emmaus, the disciples are really down. And Jesus comes alongside them and says, what's the trouble? And they, the disciples don't recognize him. And they say, oh, our rabbi is being killed. And, and Jesus begins to talk to them and begins to open up the scriptures to them. And they're amazed and they're like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is all about Jesus and kind of something begins to happen. And they turn around and something begins to spark in them. And they say come with us and then he breaks the bread and they suddenly realize who he is so jesus knew how to interpret these scriptures to say well this is actually what god is like and he took them through and said, well this and this and this and this now we don't know what he said but maybe that's what we should do if we want to be more like jesus then maybe we need to read the bible like jesus Maybe we need to decide, well, I'm not going to say that Jesus is, um, that God is uh, one who wants genocide. I, I, I really, I don't believe that. <laughs> um, although it says it, I just, I can't, be, I can't square the God I find in Jesus with a God who would want to wipe out entire nations and tribes and so I have to somehow say okay I don't quite know what to do with that at the moment but what I do know is that Jesus is the one Jesus is the image Jesus is the one that I follow Jesus is the one that I actually profess my faith is in that it is through Jesus to the Father and the Holy Spirit so I hope you found that helpful. It's rather open-ended, I realise, because there's kind of no hard and fast um, revelation or examples of the things uh, that I've done. Maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about one next week. Um, but think ways that I've interpreted the Bible is um, some of the more tricky parts with Jesus um, through that Jesus lens. But I think if we can keep Jesus at the forefront of it and say, well, you know what? <clears throat> Jesus is the one I confess my faith in. He is going to be the perfect image of God. And so 
everything else has to be interpreted with that standard, with those glasses on, then I think we can't go far wrong in this. When we read the Bible and when we live life, if we can somehow bring Jesus into all of that and the way that he interpreted the Bible and the way that he lived his life, that's what we want to do, bringing life and hope and love. We want to, uh, we want, we want to be love, just as God is, right? So we want to be patient and kind, not envy or boast, not be arrogant or rude. I don't want to insist on my own way. I don't want to be irritable or resentful. I don't want to rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with the truth. And I want to be able to bear all, believe all, hope all, and endure all things. And maybe we can do that when we read the Bible. And I wonder if that will bring some kind of extra life and understanding. And I wonder if it will bring understanding to the people who wrote that, wrote those things down. You know, they were a part of a culture and a time. They were real people in a real place at a real time trying to deal with real life problems and situations and maybe it would help us extend grace to them and even grace to others as well as we go through life so i hope you found that helpful uh it's been fun it is quite cold out here now so i'm not going to make this too long but please rate and review the pod if you like it and maybe even if you don't. Um, but, you know, five stars is always good. Hint, hint. Uh, and we will... Uh, I will... <clears throat> I will see you next time. I love you all. Bye.